It's a very good afternoon. Good evening. Sanbonani Dumilangamshani Molweni. Bonjour from Cape to Cairo, New Zealand, Abu Dhabi, wherever you are streaming us. Welcome to Umjolo and Sex Podcast, the festive edition. Here speaking is a boy in blue and the most handsome 31-year-old on the side of the equator. The most handsome guy in the cheese scop, Muhammad Ali's protege. Roll like a butterfly, buzz more than a beehive. Kifest TV, it's hashtag December boss. I'm Decembing with the ever-beautiful, ever-shining. She's got a Christmas hat on today. It is the Susan to be jolly. Also, me, hello. Are you good? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. We uh, There seems to be... Yeah, I know the weather patterns if you're in Joburg. You know, God has blessed us with rain for the past couple of weeks. Um, but I, 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 otherwise, are you good? I'm fantastic. I've just been absolutely annoyed with the weather. Yeah. Because one minute it's hot, the next minute it's raining, the next minute it's hot, it's cold, it's windy, it's raining. It's Come on now, come on now. Make up your mind, Mother Nature. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Somebody was even saying on social media, if 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 December does not want, she must tell us. You know what I mean? Maybe then we'll We'll try this again in January. It's yeah, fine. Because clearly <laughs> we cannot be asking this month to we do We aren't asking for a lot, honestly. Okay. No. What we what, de- what we definitely are asking a lot of is for you to follow us on the social media platforms where you can be highly highly interactive with us. It is December, it is festive, but we thought that let's have a humdinger in terms of conversations, you know. There are certain things in life that you do not know that when you do it repetitively, ooh, even English is, is, is on a holiday it's now. It's Decembering. Yeah. When you do things repetitively, you don't know that you are addicted to something. And today we're talking about one particular addiction, which we, we might not know that it's, it's an addiction, but it is an addiction. So what are we talking about today? Today we are going to unpack sex addiction. Okay. Yeah. It's something that we we all joke about it. Mm. You know, even with our friends, even with ourselves. And you'd be like, yo, maybe I am addicted to sex. Or your friends, because you enjoy having sex and you enjoy having sex with maybe different people, they'll joke and say you're addicted to sex. Meanwhile, you're not, you know. So we want to understand what exactly is sex addiction. And, you know, the warning signs and the triggers and all of that. Um, some people call it, what is it? What? Pedophilia? Pedophilia, I think, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Our expert will actually then guide us in terms of that. We're talking about people who have an extraordinary love for sex. And we previously talked about the love for, uh, for pornography. Mm. But I think this one is more practical and we're talking about something which can become a bit um, complicated and a bit And problematic. And problematic. Because I can imagine just, you know, being addicted to sex, you you obviously cannot be satisfied having sex with just one person. Yeah. You know, you're now obviously going to need to explore and all of that and get it when... And however way you can. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about all of that. We're going to be talking about things like voyeurism. There's people who are, who are addicted to just watching the act in terms of instead of doing it. So we're going to be Ooh. talking about all of that. And once again, I said we had already signed him off for holiday, but clearly not. Um, his visa is very, very flexible um, when it comes to us. JP Mueller, welcome to Mjolo and Sex Podcast. Hello, you too. How are you? 
We're good. How are you, good. JP? It's festive, JP. I hope you're relaxing. We are going to try and get a hold of JP again. And yeah, it's festive. The network will also twerk on us while we talk, while, while we're on that. But um, we're we talking about, as I said, we're talking about the addiction of sex. And, and what does it comprise of? I think he's back on the line. JP Moeller, welcome to Joyless Sex I'm Podcast. Back. Are you back? Hello. Hi, JP. We thought Thank we, you so much. Yes, we're back. Yeah, <laughs> um, we thought, we thought, we thought, we thought the festive is doing funny things on us. JP, let's start here. When we're talking about yeah. sex addiction, what are we talking about? Okay, so essentially, if you look at the brain, we're looking at the brain tricks your body into the false sense of security by producing strong biochemical rewards for self-destructive behavior. And then people fall into becoming sex addicts. And it's not only people with brain impairment, but it's also people um, who are very highly functional, um, very successful in their jobs, they fall into this. So we actually diagnose them um, according to the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistic Manual that we use. Um, we actually then diagnose them under other sexual dysfunction, not due to substance or known uh, physiological conditions. And then we actually can diagnose someone with sexual addiction. JP, I mean, this... <sighs> On the contrary, right? This sounds... Yes. For somebody who has an addiction or love for sex, it sounds okay, yes. right? You love sex, you love the act of doing it. But, yes. but, but, but how, how complex can it get? Um, sure, it can get quite complex because it can influence your brain, it can um, influence your work, it can influence the way you eat, it can influence the way that you interact with any person. Um, and then, as you said, it can also become very bad in the sense of wanting to control someone or wanting to hurt someone if they don't give it to you. So what causes it is actually a person having a strong desire for control or an impulsive control. When a person is diagnosed with OCD, with obsessive compulsive disorder, being diagnosed with a relationship disorder, and then also a person, so people that had um, challenges with their parents or with other people, and then a person using sex as a way to cope with false trauma, for example, in childhood um, or sexual abuse. Um, so this is some of the causes, um, but yes, it can then actually have bad effects later on in your life, especially people um, that want multiple partners and neglectful um, of responsibilities, indulging in trade or um, for sex, um, the dismissiveness of risky sexual behavior, unable to reduce the amount of time spent on sexual activity. So then they take so much time on the activity that they don't get to their jobs and their normal things. Loss of sexual functioning then, displaying strong disinterest in your partner because they don't give you sex the whole time and then you lose that relationship as well. Constantly watching pornography and then feeling remorse or guilt of the sex. Um, because you are so addicted to it, sometimes you just use people just to get what you need to satisfy that need. And as we know, sex is fun, it is nice, and it does give off the serotonin, the dopamine, the endorphins in your brain that is fun, that is nice, that makes you relax, that makes you calm down and release tension. And that's why people love sex. Um, for natural selection, we know sex is what we do to keep on surviving and to make next generations. So that is why we love it. 
but we must be able to control it and to control ourselves. Otherwise, it can consume our whole life. Um, JP, um, sex is a, it's a physical act, right? But now um, we, we use the, the word love, sex, loosely. Yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like when people are, are yeah. sad, instead of saying I'm sad, they'll say I'm depressed. You know, we, 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 use, yeah. we use those terms very, very loosely. So how then, Maybe. how then, because I, I, from what you sh- just said, sexual addiction yeah. is the same as any other addiction. It's psychological. So then yeah. how do you draw the distinction? Um, how, do you, how do you tell the yeah, difference I between being addicted to sex, like really being addicted to it because psychologically, that's what you feel you need physically and actually just, Loving the act of you know sex because you enjoy it, not yeah. something that you need psychologically. How do you how do you draw that distinction? Yeah, and um, so uh, because sexual addiction has so many influences, so it's not only um, some people believe it's a spiritual bond, and um, some say it's an energy bond, and um, it's not only the physical act, but also it entails all of these other bonds and chemicals in the brain. And that's why it's a very, like pornography, it's a next level addiction. It's very um, deep and it's a tough addiction to um, treat. Um, although we do treat it with uh, mostly antidepressants because, as you said, it is a psychological um, intervention. It actually has um, an effect on your brain. So when anything um, affects your daily living, so when you eat, sleep, bath, um, your hygiene, um, your daily routine, your work um, that you have to achieve every day. If anything impacts that, then it is a disorder. So if you cannot complete work because you need sex now, then it is a disorder. It controls you. If you um, cannot even play with your kids for 10 minutes because you need to go and have sex now, then it is a disorder because it consumes you. It um, is a disorder. It makes your daily functioning, your normal functioning impaired. And then it is a disorder. But otherwise, it's just normal. You enjoy sex. And most of the time, um, more men enjoy it. And that's why when people get married, the sex gets less because the females don't want it as often most of the time. Um, mm. But yeah, um, then you guys must talk about it and you know work through it. But otherwise, all of these other effects that I already mentioned earlier um, can happen. So then, when when are the red flags supposed to go up? How then do I know? When do we oh, ring the alarm? Yes, to tell. Okay, okay. Now I'm addicted. Now we have a problem. Now I need to check into I don't know sex rehab or whatever. Okay, so Which when you it's, when... it's not summit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we don't do um, sex rehab, but we um, we treat it as a, a place called SAA. So it's Sex Addicts Anonymous. And they have a 12 step program that actually works with. And it's, yeah. called it's like alcohol. Like the airline. Yeah. Like the airline, but you're not flying. Wow. Um, the flies stay up, yes. Um, but they actually have inpatient treatment for 30 days um, mm. to help people at some centers um, with sex addiction. But if it is um, a chronic, obsessive um, sexual thought and fantasy that you cannot focus or concentrate on your work or your kids or your family or relationships, um, then it is, um, becomes a problem. When it's a compulsive relationship with multiple partners, including with strangers even, because you just need that satisfaction, um, lying to cover behavior. So you will lie to your 
partner or to a family member. No, I'm just going out quickly to fetch bread, but then you go and you pay somebody for sex or whatever. Preoccupation with having sex, even when it interferes with your daily life, productivity, work performance, and so on. Inability to stop or control the behavior of just needing the sex. Putting oneself or others in danger due to sexual behavior. Feeling remorse or guilt after sex. And then experiencing all negative um, personal or professional consequences. So if you see that you lie to people, say your personal relationships fail, or then um, in your job you will tell them you have an emergency at home just to go and sleep with someone and then come back. You know, then it, it becomes an emergency. Then it should be alarming. JP, let me let me ask you this: um, What sort of treatments are available when when, when we're talking about this? Because I, I can imagine it becomes a very thin line that you that one is walking um, on in terms of treating it. Because yep, maybe there might be medication, but you're dealing with a psychological thing. More, more, more than a metaphysical thing. And and to add and to add on that, um, <clears throat> excuse me. What are the triggers? You know, what do you need to okay. to avoid? Um, if maybe you might yeah. you might be addicted to sex, or you might think you are, you might suspect that you are. What are some of the triggers that you need to avoid? Okay, so um, with the first part, we start off with cognitive behavioral therapy. So it's a therapy that I really enjoy to do. And um, so your cognitive is your thinking part, and then your behavior. So your thoughts before you act or react, right? So um, this type of therapy can help a person identify the triggers for um, your sexual impulses. And every person is different, right? It can literally be um, seeing two people hug in a movie and then that's a trigger for you. It can literally be um, eating some food and being bored and then you have that trigger. Um, it can literally be seeing your wife and then you have the trigger. So each person's trigger can be different. So... Um, then we do the CBT, the cognitive behavioral therapy, and it's achieved through one-on-one and by a mental health therapist, so by a psychologist. And we can also do medication, for example, um, drug therapy, as they call it. So you can do things that um, decrease your libido. Um, but again, we do not want to completely take it away. So even when we, um, you go to the SAA, the 12-step program that they follow, um, like the model of Alcohol Anonymous, the AA, um, they do not require them to give up sex entirely, right? Uh, but they are encouraging to refrain from this compulsive and destructive sexual behavior. They have group meetings where they talk about their challenges and then provide each other support as well. And then there is a 30-day treatment program where you have in-depth one-on-one individual and group therapy where people can monitor your, your you go back to your normal daily life, um, you make a routine for your life so that you know there's Let's say, for example, one day a week where you can have sex with your partner, safe and what, what, what. Um, but in the rest of the week, you must follow the rest of the routine. So um, it's all about getting into a routine again, um, reframing from I have this addiction, I have to react to it. And for example, if we have somebody who smokes, for example, um, then we um, will give them a sucker or a chappy to replace the, the same sensation mm-hmm. in the mouth of smoking. So with sex as well, we have to replace it by keeping the people busy on other activities and fun stuff. So every time you feel that, then you can go to something else. So that's why we have the CBT. But we can also then, when there's a trigger, whatever that trigger is for you, um, then it can also um, be like with hypnotherapy. Every time you think about it, you can get a nauseous feeling on your tummy. So then you will be like, oh, no, okay. 
uh, I don't want that. That doesn't feel like it. And then you don't do it. So yeah, there are many ways to to roam, to, <laughs> to mm. change this addiction. Mm. Finally, JP, before we go, yes. how prevalent is it in terms of our society? Um, are we, are we, should we, should we ring the alarms as Oskum was saying earlier? And secondly, and most importantly, how prevalent is sex therapy in, South, in, in, in our South African context, JP? We have so many other th- therapies that are available. Do we have a readily available platform for sex therapy? Um, so unfortunately, in South Africa, we don't have sexologists, right? So you can really say as a clinical psychologist or uh, um, another psychologist um, and do your psychology then support people through whatever addictions they have. Um, if you feel competent and trained in that, um, in that specific area. Um, but unfortunately, um, we don't have sexologists as easy. You can go and qualify in Europe for it, um, and then you can just practice here under the title of a clinical psychologist when you register here of our board, but then you can have that as your interest. Um, so, yeah, so, in, and the prevalence, um, we are not so sure about in South Africa um, because um, our data is not yet yeah, compiled yeah. so nicely. Yes. Um, so that is just um, a bit difficult for us to see at this moment. Um, but there is a website, um, the most current one. I'm just looking for the most current one, sorry. Um, yeah, it's a website. And they actually say... Um, that most of the people with sex addiction were 72% were physically abused, 81% were sexually abused, and 97% were emotionally abused before. Uh, most of them had porn addiction with sex addiction. That's also one of your signs that you can look at. And as many of 80% developed depression, and 60% of them developed eating disorders. So, um, yeah, but um, they say approximately 5% of people um, recover from it. Um, but through more intensive training than only the therapy, more people can do. But there's not really stats of how how prevalent it is currently yeah. um, in our society because I don't think a lot of people also open up and talks about it. Mm, mm. It's sad, JP. I, I asked it deliberately because we we've just ended the 16 days of activism against uh, women yeah. and children, and something definitely tells me if 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 we're to um, interrogate the numbers further and interrogate the stats further. There is something mm. to to that effect as far as gender based violence is concerned. Um, oh, definitely. There is there is that um there is that sort of exponential growth uh, or that psychological um dysfunction as far as as, as far as our yes. sexuality is concerned and maybe it's something maybe we need to look deeper into um jp in the long yeah yeah so um, in florida they say three to five percent of the adult population had some form of a um, sexual addiction so and that's three or five out of every hundred people that's a lot that's so a it's lot. a lot it's a lot. And as you say, it is because of that, the wanting to control, and that is a thing. Then it goes into pedophilia, as you mentioned. That's when it comes to controlling the partner in the sex act and not having this enjoyable, lovable, um, relationship, loving act. But it's more like, I want to control you and I want to be in control and overpower you. And that's when the gender-based violence creeps in. And that is very sad. 
JP, I mean, we could talk about it. This we could talk about this the whole day. But a big thank you to you mm-hmm. once again. And I think this conversation, people need to listen to it with our other conversation we had about the addiction to porn or pornography, mm. as far as that is concerned, and and then align the two. So you're able to then see um, how this is quite prevalent and how this really affects um, the people concerned. But a big thank you once again, um, JP, for your amazing and wonderful insight. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you, thank JP. You, Cheers. Awesome. Bye-bye. Uh, as we wrap it... <laughs> I just once again we gobsmacked, right? You know, from from what he said, um, it made me realize that addiction is addiction. Yeah, it is. Whether it is whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, addiction is addiction. There's a need, a psychological need, that you need to fulfill, which is problematic. Which is problematic, and I know a lot of people might think sexual ad- sex addiction um, is That's harmless, but it's not. Because in most cases, are you being safe when you're, mm. you know, having the sex? Do you understand? Um, is it controlling? Is it? By, by, by safe, I mean, um, it's, it's not harmless in that. There are some people whose addiction is so extreme that they literally have sex with random people. Yeah. Are you being safe with these random people? Do you know where these random people have been? Do you understand? Um, you could easily catch something, you mm-hmm. know, something life-threatening in the process. So it is not as harmless as people might think um, as compared to drugs and alcohol because we all know how that ends, you know. So sex addiction, in in my opinion, it's also harmless. I mean, it's also harmful. And also the effects that it has on those around you, your friends, your family, you know, because... You know, like that, that sort of thing. It's it's problematic, like uh, any other addiction. And, and, and I mean, if you cannot get it, as JP said, it could lead to rape. It could lead to yeah toxic actually, masculinity. It could lead to all these things because what happens if you can't get it? Exactly, exactly. Right, um, and hence I said in the end that people need to listen to it with our addiction to pornography because. Um, it there, there is a parallel. There is a there is there is a similarity between the two, and excessive use of both can have some really really dire consequences. And also, end. I just I just want people to, because like I said um, earlier, we use these words loosely because you enjoy having sex. You now think you're addicted. You're not. You just enjoy having sex. So I need I need us to get to a point where you can recognize. That, listen here, I enjoy having sex, and I love having sex, but I'm not addicted. Or to say, this is unhealthy behavior. And it's problematic. And it's, beca- it's going to be problematic, you know. I want us to be able to draw that distinction, yeah. be- you know, between loving sex and really being addicted. Because there are people who are addicted and are not aware of it. Yeah. Or people who just love sex but think that they're addicted to sex. Yep. Penta said I quoted, this voyeurism. People who enjoy watching other people have sex. There's so many lengths to it and extents to it. And yeah. And, 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 and they're borderline creepy, if you actually then oh, look at they border borderline creepy. So as, as JP said, guys, please, if you, are ha- if you know somebody and if you are suspecting that your partner is on that trail, 
SAA is what they were telling us about. Um, that is bad. Pe- that is bad branding. SAA. Yeah, I know, right? Even if they call it sex addiction. Yeah, it's it's or sex anonymous. Yeah, it's it's, it's that's it's, SA. Safa. Yeah, it really. It th- it's we really bad branding. We, yo, it really thinks that we are flying to the next place, dude. Right? right? I know. It's bad branding. No. But yeah, guys, please do visit. Do visit their their platforms and and really, guys, it's a serious thing. We're not joking about it. It's a real yeah. thing. And 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 hence I said in the end, as we close off this conversation, maybe this gender based violence conversation. There is an underlying. There are some underlining things we're not aware of. There's there's a there's a there's a toxic level of sex obsessiveness that we have that we don't know of. We're not condoning it, but we need to look into it um, so that we're able to then prevent these measures moving forward. Yeah, we need forward. to start unpacking how oversex and hypersexed we are as a society. Sure. Yeah, we need to at some point unpack that. And then dim it down if it if it's excessive. We need yeah. to dim it down as yeah, much as we no, can. No, that's going to be a project. In yeah, house. we need to dim it down yeah. as much <laughs> as we can. A project that's not is following us on our social media platforms. Yeah, um, we're still on Facebook, yes. Daily Sun, or Twitter, Daily Sun SA. Or alternatively, find us on www.dailysun.co.za. It's for Sasham Cholo, and you can get this and many, many, many other episodes. Once again, Rimoface TV, a big thank you to everyone who is consuming our podcast. The love and support is highly, highly appreciative. Please make sure that you, if you're going to be out and about, the government is looking like they're closing in in terms of those people who are vaccinated and those who are not. Please make sure that you're vaccinated. Visit your nearest vaccination website or, website or platform if you need to get yourself a jab, whether Pfizer or Johnson & Johnson. Guys, please make sure that you're safe this festive season. Yeah. And if you're going to be taking off your clothes... Put a damn condom on. It's that simple. Thank you. Thank you. Please keep And you don't even have to use your bonus money to buy condoms because they're affordable. Ah, guys, are really affordable, guys. Um, and um, once again, it's the festive season, guys. Please make sure that you're safe. Please make sure that you're drinking. You're not drinking and driving. Please make sure that you are safe. Um, crime tends to go on the up this time of the year, but please make sure that you're all safe during this festive season. Once again, big thank you to JP and big thank you to you for listening. If you're seeing us in the streets up and about this festive season, do know that I'm looking Simbella, the most handsome 31-year-old on the side of the equator, the most handsome guy in the cheese cop. Muhammad Ali's protege, roll like a butterfly and buzz more than a beehive. And she's still from Siabi and still without a cool outro. Let's have a light, everybody. Almost always. Chop, chop. <laughs>